Welcome to Living the Reclaim Life podcast. I'm Denisha. We're glad you're here for conversations that revive hope, inspire healing, and encourage you to live a vibrant life with Christ. So grab a cup of coffee as we chat with today's guest. Have you ever had a dream that was in your heart that you knew in order to accomplish it would be totally God? Well, today we have my friend Valerie McMahon with us, and not only is Valerie a content and ministry coordinator for Reclaim Story, but you might have heard her a while back on the podcast as we talked about marriage. Well, today we're going to be talking about what do you do with those God-sized dreams and some different ways that God has fulfilled those. So Valerie, we're so excited you're here with us today. I am so excited to be back, Denisha. It's so fun. It's always fun with you. (laughs) is. We have a lot of fun, huh? So, you know, as we kick off, for people who don't know you, um, I'd love for you to just share a little bit about yourself and um, kind of tell us where you are. Yes. Well, I am a daughter and I am a sister to a brother that's in heaven. And I am a wife to a very gracious, gracious man of 19 and a half years. Woo-hoo. It's hard to believe 20s coming up next March. And I have few, four beautiful gifts of God, Matea, Tobias, Sela, and Silas. And I am now a dog mom to two dogs. I can't believe it. In like two months, right? Two yeah. Dogs, two yeah. Months? We, that's a whole nother podcast. Yeah. Um, and a hamster and a tortoise. So we have a very full life, but very blessed. That's awesome. Now, as you've stepped into the last couple months, you've had something really big happen. You have given birth to something on top of your four kids. So tell us about that. Yes, yes. This is this is an announcement, but a different announcement than you may think. I am so excited. Um, a couple, well, actually just last month, we're still in October. On September 27th, my first children's book launched on Amazon. And this, like you opened the podcast with about dreams, this was a dream come true. So it is definitely a God-sized dream that he birthed. And it has been such an exciting journey. So when did you first know that you wanted to be an author? When did that seed get sown in your heart? Yeah, well, it actually happened when I was young. In fact, um, today, as we're recording this podcast, I had the privilege of doing my first read aloud at my kid's school. And I was telling these um, third graders about, you know, I was asking them, do they have a dream? Because when I was their age, I remember writing in my class, you know, on those, those assignments, what do you want to be when you grow up? I wrote, I wanted to be a children's book author. Mm. Now, I'm not a children's book author. I am now, but I mean, like in my adult life, it's not like I've spent my whole time doing that. But I mean, even my mom, Denisha, has collections of my writing from when I was like first grade on of different poems and different essays and different little stories I wrote. So it's definitely being a writer, uh, being a creative writer is definitely something I've been throughout my life. But yeah, being able to have this book come to fruition is really a a dream that began just three years ago. 
Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So third grade, you wanted to be an author. Yes. And now three years ago, you started this. So I know we probably have ladies who are listening who are thinking, I want to author a book someday. And hopefully they'll still want to after they hear the process. But no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> All God, right? Yeah. So tell us a little bit. So you have this idea, you start writing, like what came first? You started writing it, like you got in contact with somebody to help you publish mm-hmm. it. How did how'd that process look for you? Yeah, well, I would say I would encourage any woman out there, um, even if you're a mom that's busy like me, that if you have something on your heart um, to write, to create, just do it. Do Start in a journal. I mean, Denisha, I wrote this book on my phone. No <laughs> like kidding. In the notes section of my <laughs> phone, I actually had just turned 40 and you know, I kind of started a little bit of a mental bucket list in in my head. I'm like, okay, I'm 40. We had just had our fourth child like a year before. I'm like, okay, our family's set. I'm like, you know, I'm 40. Like, (laughs) I'm now about to live the second half of my life. And what are some things that I've always wanted to do? And instantly, children's book. And the fact that I had four children (laughs) to inspire me um, was part of that motivation. But really, I did. I just started writing. And it came from the heart I had to teach my children God's Word, which is, um, in addition to writing, is is really one of the biggest um, things that I enjoy doing is teaching others the truth of God's Word. And so that's how it began. I, I started writing on my phone, and I thought, what do I want to teach my kids? What what was our family struggling with, honestly, at that time? And it and it really was birthed out of the idea that I wanted to teach my kids, what does it look like to put others first? Like, wow, like, imagine how different our world would be <laughs> if we practiced that principle of putting others first. And there's a concept, I think, sometimes even this word, we don't hear a lot in our particular culture, but it's the word honor. And I wanted to teach my kids what it meant to honor one another based on um, what Jesus teaches us in the Bible. So that's really where it started. And I I would encourage busy moms, busy women out there that, you know, don't don't say you don't have time to be creative because I'm sure you create every single day and you just, you know, just take that time. Even writing in the notes section of your phone, just just do it and yeah, start there. <laughs> There's something about that that feels doable. Yes. You know, I think for me, I'm kind of an all or nothing person. So I think I need the log cabin out in the mountains (laughs) for like 7.5 days. And I'm going to sit down and I'm going to write a chapter a day for seven days. And you're just saying to start in your notes. I love that. It feels doable. Yes, I did. I mean, many times I would... So I'm a a poet by nature. That's that's kind of the genre of writing I like to do. So my book rhymes. And yeah, as I thought of a phrase, I would just stop and grab, you know, we always have our phones with us, right? I always grab my phone and just write it. And it really like, I would say over four or five weeks time, then it came together. And it's been edited multiple times. But yeah, just as God brought a thought to my head, I just wrote it down. Yeah, if we wait for perfect... <laughs> <laughs> Every covering perfectionist telling you this, if you wait for perfect, it it won't get done. But just just do what God's calling you to do. Just start small. So. There you go. T- small habits yes. lead to big dreams being yes. fulfilled. Exactly. And what is the name of your book? The name of my book is 
Connor Learns to Honor, and it is about a chameleon. So at the time that I wrote it, my my kids have always loved animals. We had a reptile in our house at the time, and I was trying to think of, you know, what what children's books have I read and what have I not read about? I thought, well, I haven't read about a chameleon. But the idea, thinking about how, how a chameleon changes colors, knowing that my character would go through a lot of different emotions as he wrestled what it looked, what it felt like to put others first. So, um, and of course, Connor honor rhymes. And so um, Connor, the chameleon in Connor learns to honor and it it's based on the biblical passage of Philippians two, where um, Paul tells us how Jesus left the glory of heaven to come down and put us first and if it wasn't for Jesus leaving the perfection of heaven and coming down, um, we wouldn't know how to love. He showed us how to love. He loved us first so we could learn to love others. And yeah, it's, it's you know, I think a lot of times writers, I hope this is true for all writers, we write out of our own personal struggle and experience. So I'm right there with my kids. It's hard. It's hard to put others first. It's hard to think of uh, to think of others before our needs, to think of their desires and their needs. But that's what Jesus did, right? I mean, think of it. Think of it. He left perfection. Like he left the perfect perfect life to come to this messy life so that, you know, we could eventually have that perfect life, right? Forever in heaven with him. So, um yeah, so that's that was the inspiration is is Jesus teaching how to love others and then yeah wanting to teach my kids and myself what it looks like to put others first and treat them as special and that's so. taking the bible and applying it to your everyday life with your kids exactly that's, exactly that's awesome and you have a first of all you're an incredible writer for reclaim story if you look at our blogs on the website many of them are written by Valerie some beautiful spoken words and recently, I know you had said you really wanted to do more spoken word type things, mm-hmm. and you submitted one of your spoken words to Tucson Student Ministries. So that's another dream, yes. right? Tell us how that came alive. Yes. Well, again, I I have a um, niche toward writing more poetic writing. So like I said, the book rhymes, but um, actually a a few years ago, really out of kind of a dark, um, troubling season of my life. um, If you listen to the marriage podcast, just seeing what God took my marriage through, took me to, um, that's where a lot of, honestly, my writing came from, the, the spoken word, the poetic writing, where I was just pouring out my heart to God. And honestly, a lot of that writing, um, was just private. I just, it was just me and God. And then God started saying, you know, Valerie, share this, share this with the world because, you know, your struggle, your story is for my glory. And um, that's a phrase I like to use a lot because it is, as we know, Reclaim Story, our mission is to help women, you know, reclaim their past to, for them to realize that their past is not their future and that God has a purpose for reclaiming their story for his glory. And so, um, so yeah, we had um, just recently Reclaim Story participated in the trauma conference in, in town. And so I, knowing that the conference was about 
um, was about giving people hope that we can help others through trauma and give them hope. I had written, actually, for Reclaim Story, I had written, and get this, Denisha, I, I don't know if you remember, I wrote this on a plane. So again, That's people... Right. Anywhere you can write. But I wrote um, this poem called Reclaimed on the way back from a trip this past summer. And I wrote it with our mission in mind of of how God takes um, the ripped up pages, the the chapters that we really don't want people to read and how he reclaims them and gives us hope and healing. And so I had submitted to Robin Blumenthal, who is the director of this conference, about using the spoken word and God just worked it all together and allowed Tucson student ministries to bring it to life. And it was incredible watching the words that God had given me brought physically, literally to life acted out on stage. And so, yeah, that was just a blessing. And again, just God continuing to, um, go above and beyond what I could ever dream of how he's using what I'm what I'm writing for his glory. So well and I know in, in the past for me I've had a dream, right? I've held on to Reclaim Story. Didn't know it was called Reclaim Story until 2017. But um probably from 2006, 2007, I had this dream of, you know, having a ministry to women and I wanted to help them reclaim their story because I figured if Jesus could do it for me, he could do it for them. And mm-hmm. I love watching that. It's just that's I think that's what gets me up in the morning. So I had this dream, but I have to tell you, along the way, just as for you writing, I mean, it sounds simple when you're on the other side, right? Like, Valerie, you have a book. You can find it on Amazon. Like, you just had one of your spoken words performed so beautifully by this group of students and young adults. Uh, That seems like you've won. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, you're on the other side of hope and dream. Like, you get to see it fulfilled. That's hope fulfilled. Mm -hmm. What is it like? Did you ever struggle? I mean, it would be easy to look at you and think you're a published author now. You know, you, you're a part of this ministry. You have your own ministry. Mm-hmm. You're a biblical life coach. Like you have all of these things. And it would be very easy for me to look at you and say, wow, you, you know, you've done all these things. I could never do that. Mm-hmm. And so as you have those dreams, but they seem a mile away, what would you say to a woman listening going, well, now she's done it? Like, tell us, tell us about the valley. Tell us about the the journey to actually completing those dreams. Yeah. Well, definitely. Um, there's been many, many seasons of being in the valley. Um, like I like I briefly mentioned, a lot of um, really, I mean, I can I can tell you that while I was birthing and raising my own children, um, you know, I was definitely active in ministry, course ministry um, at home to raising them, but I didn't really do a lot of writing. I mean, I I did teaching here and there, but it really was the valley <laughs> that drew out um, those gifts that God that God had had already given me from a very early age. And um, yeah, it was in in those valleys in that season of struggle that um, some of the the richest writing that I could ever write, which honestly was it was God healing me. Um, through pouring out my heart to him and then drawing me to his word and connecting um, connecting my feelings with the truth of his word. And combined, that is what 
really brought my healing. But I'll tell you, Denisha, that um, that it took me a while to to follow God's perfect path. And I say that because if God has given you the dream, if you know for a fact it's from God, that this is a calling from God, but if you try to go your own way <laughs> and and carve out your own path, it's not going to happen, or at least it's not going to happen the way that you know God really wants it to happen. That's going to be for your ultimate good and His glory. And it it took me several years, um, especially I would say 2018, 2019, that I had to go through this valley. Um, really a forced surrender. I say forced surrender because there were several things that happened that were out of my control. (laughs) And I think God allows sometimes what I call that forced surrender. And then I had to submit. And once I submitted to God's perfect path, that's when the fruit started happening. And I did. I try to push, like, I'm like, okay, God, you give me this dream. You give me this you know, dream to have this, you know, retreat for women where I'm going to write all the curriculum and speak and all that. Well, that door closed because it wasn't God's timing. God, you know, I want to write this book. I I want to write devotions. I want to write a Bible study. And again, just the, the surrendering and submitting to God saying, in my time, in my time. I mean, Denisha, I would have never thought that while recovering from eye surgery in the <laughs> middle of a pandemic— last year in March through May of 2020, that God would say, Valerie, I want you to share your writing with the world on a social media platform. And I'm like, uh, what? Like, I w- not that I, I'm not against social media, but it wasn't a place where I thought I would pour out my heart. But God said, no, I want you to start an online group for women during a pandemic to start sharing the valley, start sharing what you've gone through, but then you're going to also show women that they can take off the veil, they can take off the mask, and they can live free as I created them to be, just like I have brought you through that valley so that now you can lead others through that valley. And that's that's really, it was, it was then that surrender. I'm like, okay, God, so you want me to start an online ministry, which I did called Unveiled and Free on Facebook. Then three months later, I got an email from one of my favorite authors, Jill Savage, who said she was running a boot camp of how to build your, wait for it, social media platform. Like, hmm, yeah, I'm doing that. Okay, God. So I'll go and take her training, went to her training, connected during my time, started talking to her. She said, you know, Valerie, I have a daughter and son who are in marketing and branding and website producing. And yeah, they may be able to help you with your book. (laughs) So again, God's perfect path. So met with my favorite author, and then her son, Austin Savage, who has his own company, Austin Savage and Company, and Anne McLean, who does social media, they designed my website, and they helped put together my book. So just... It often does. It often takes that time of just realizing, okay, God, you've given me this dream, but if I try to make it happen, it's not going to be ultimately for my good and ultimately for your glory. But when I submitted to God's perfect path, he put 
that dream, he unfolded it in his timing and put the right people in my path to make that dream come true. So that reminds me of something that Sang Hoon said. Um, mm-hmm. He was one of our speakers at Reclaiming Hope. He said, I'd rather be led than driven. Mm-hmm. And that's yes. that you can't, if you can't make it happen on your own, wait for God's perfect plan yes. to unfold. You are a great example of, because I I happen to know that we've kind of both learned social media in the last couple of years, um, forced into Kicking and screaming. Yes. No, we love it. We love, we all, love all, of you of who, all of you who follow us on social media. It is fun. It it's is fun. fun. It's so fun to connect, yes. and, you know, and, you know, I, that saying that, um, you know, he doesn't call the equipped. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't you think like if he's going to call somebody to start a social media platform and yes. a ministry online, you would think that they would already like love social, gone to school for it. Like, what did no. you go to school for? What's your degree in? My degree's in missions. <laughs> well, welcome to welcome to social well, media. Social media can be a mission field, right? Yes. Yes. Well, he didn't call the equipped in nope. you nor in me. But I love that your story shows that he equips the called. Yes. So you yes. had this dream of, okay, you felt him nudging you to start this social media. He provides Jill this boot camp, which then leads to publishing your book, starting a website. Yeah. I, I love the footprints of God in yes. your story in that. It's just fun to catch a glimpse of what God is doing in that. You, you mentioned forced surrender, mm. and that really struck with me. Because I know there's been a lot of things that I've had to sort of surrender forcefully, but yet not. Like I've had to force myself to get to God's perfect path. And you know, as you were saying that, I was thinking, like, how do we know what God's perfect path is? I think that's one of the biggest questions as humans we ask, right? Like, God, what is your will? And I was thinking as you were talking, I thought, you know, for me, it's been a dream that I can't let go of, mm. a dream that has stuck in my heart, you know, for you know what, 11, 12 years before I actually stepped out to do it. It was something I couldn't shake off Mm -hmm. no matter how I went. I'm not qualified for that. I can't do that. I would have no idea how to. All of the things that we tell ourselves that I I remember thinking like, okay, this, no, like I, but I still couldn't let go of it. I would sit at conferences and hear teaching and think, oh, this is how our reclaimers could, you know, learn that. And then I was like, wait, why am I doing? Like I talked as if it was already in existence, yeah. but it wasn't. And no matter how much fear caught me and I tried to shake it off, it wasn't going anywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was thinking, what would you say? Like, how do we know what God's perfect plan is? I mean, that's one thing I can think of is that I couldn't let go of it. It just mm-hmm. sort of stuck to me. Yeah. Um, what are some things that we can do to that you would recommend for mm-hmm. someone just to try as they're trying to discern, God, is this you or is this me? Well, I can I can say that biblically. <laughs> We know that when it's from God, there is peace that transcends all understanding. Um, Philippians 4, 6, and 7, you know, present your request to God. And you could even say present your dreams to God. You know, I mean, our requests are just that, like, God, I really want this. Like, God, you've given me this desire. Um, when is it going to happen? And so, you know, present our requests um, to God with thanksgiving, you know, this month, this next month of November, we're going to be focusing on gratitude. And often I think we forget that part. It's like, God, I want this, this, and this. God, help me. Da, 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 da. God, rescue me. But it's like, what are we thankful for even in the midst of the waiting? Like, mm. I look back at those valleys, that forced surrender of eye surgery and, and you know, other things that God used to cause me to be still so I could truly listen to his voice. And it's like, how often do we thank God 
for the valley. You know, sometimes we want to just rush through it and like, you know, wave the white flag, God rescue (laughs) me. But um, as I once heard somebody said, the valley is where growth happens. Like, you know, and so... So I would say peace, a peace, and I know sometimes it can sound really churchy and wordy to say a peace that transcends understanding, but that that's what the Bible says. Mm-hmm. Transcends means like we we can't explain it. You know, I I don't know, Denise, if you ever were told this when it's like you're you're thinking of marrying this somebody, this person's like, well, how do you know? And it's like people yes. just you just know. And I know that seems like you know, that may drive some people crazy. Oh, it drove me crazy. <laughs> I think people at my work told me that for like three or four years. You'll just know. You'll and just I thought, know. I kind of want to scratch your eyes out But right isn't now. it true, though? It's, <laughs> you I just know. know. You just know. And and really, that's that's God's peace. And it it is hard to quantify because, you know, the peace from God is not the peace the world gives. And mm-hmm. I think, you know, that's what we're often looking for is like, okay, the 10-year plan, or it's like, okay, check the boxes, that's going to give me peace. And there was a lot of waiting I had to do, even for the production of this book. And, you know, just just realizing like, okay, God, you are laying out this plan. And so I would say that's that's probably the number one way is that when I look back to that time in the Valley where I try to push my dream forward before it was time, I did not have peace. Mm-hmm. I did not have peace. I had angst. I had just constant wrestling in my spirit. And you can even see sometimes the people around you don't have peace. Whereas now it's like my family, they're like, yes, like this is the time. And I have, you know, I have my husband's blessing. I have my family's blessing. I have my friends, you know. So just, yeah, that overwhelming peace that you just can't you will know it because it's not going to be like anything else you have ever experienced. So I would say for sure, um, the peace of God. But, you know, we talk about God's will, God's perfect path. I know sometimes we think God's will is this huge, like, mystery that we can't unravel. And obviously, there's a lot of things about God that, I mean, that's why He's God, right? You know, we can't figure Him out. But there's many, many passages in the Bible that tell us what God's will is. And, you know, even God tells us, you know, He will give us the desires of our heart. And sometimes we mix up that scripture like, okay, as long as I surrender my desires to God, then He'll give them to me, right? But no, God's will is that we become like Him, right? That we become like-minded. So if we become like Him, which is His will for us, then He's going to give us those right desires, not just any desires we lay before him, but he's going to give us the right desires that he has for us. And that's that perfect path. So yeah, his peace and and just submitting to him and saying, God, I want to be like you, you know, make me think like you, make me love like you. And then he's going to give you those desires, which is exactly what he gave me with this book. So I'm hearing prayer as a big mm, part. Yes. When you prayer, say presenting exactly. your request with exactly. Thanksgiving. Yeah. To pray. And I think it's important for us also, on top of that, to figure out what our why is. Mm. And, you know, we hear a lot about that, right? Simon mm-hmm. Sinek has a great book on Find Your Why. Mm-hmm. Um, but what is our why? Like, why did you want to become an author? You know, why do we want, and to kind of ask ourselves, you know, is it 
to serve other people? Mm -hmm. Is it to help them? Is it to make a difference in the world? And as you described also, does it line up with the word of God? Like, do we Mm -hmm. see fruit from that in, Mm -hmm. you know, the things that we want? I think that God, our perfect path. And I think sometimes it can even be bigger than maybe we think. Mm -hmm. You know, like you said, it's this mysterious, like really (laughs) narrow road. But God, you know, there also be times God might be saying, I've equipped you with these things Mm -hmm. and, and then sending you out with that. Or I have not equipped you and I'm going to send you out with the parachute. Uh, well, and the, yeah. I think too, as we look at God's perfect path, you know, it's so easy, right, to compare our path with somebody else. And, yeah. um, but it's, you know, I, I look at, I look at the path that God has brought me on to bring me to this point. And, you know, like I said, I, I, if I would have forced it to happen a few years ago, like I would not have, the joy and the peace. And I remember when I was going through the valley, like God clearly convicted me, like, Valerie, you can't teach others a lesson that you're not living out yourself. Mm. And so, and, and so, you know, I think about like the book, you know, is about putting others first. When I was in that valley, Denisha, when I was trying to push my way, I was not putting others first. I was putting myself, it was a me first attitude, which the book talks about. It's like, God, sur- I surrender that me first attitude to you because that's the only way that I can learn to love like you is by surrendering that me first attitude. So, you know, and so, when you think about like your dreams and desires and you look at somebody next to you that it seems like, man, they're, it's coming true for them. Why not me? But it's mm-hmm. like, God may have to take you through a valley. God may, you know, there may be somebody waiting to, that he's waiting to put in your path that, you know, maybe they're not ready yet, you know, to serve you in this way. So it's just, um, I think that's, that's what that perfect path is. It's not that the path is going to be perfect <laughs> or easy, but that it's the right path that God has for you to accomplish his purpose for you. Amen. Thank you for that. So. That's very, just very good wisdom for, you know, uh, for us who could sit there and think it looks easy. How do we? Yeah. 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 But God, right? <laughs> Surrender. Surrendering yes. even our dreams. Yes. Yeah. Valerie, I would love to ask, as we conclude today, I would love to ask if you would pray um, for women's dreams. Definitely. Father God, giver of dreams, we just look to you right now and we surrender. God, we surrender our desires. We surrender our needs. We surrender our wants and we surrender our dreams. God, Lord, I pray for each and every woman listening to this right now that has a dream, a desire stirring up inside of them, Lord, but maybe they feel trapped in their story. Maybe they're just going through a valley that seems like it will never end. Lord, maybe they've um, been hurt by people that they've shared their dream with and just they were just discarded and just put down. God, you know each and every woman's story. You see each and every woman. And God, you have created each and every woman for the purpose of your glory to walk in grace and victory. And so I pray right now for the woman listening, Lord, who has a dream, who has a desire that's bigger than her circumstances, bigger than what she can see right now, God, that she would open up her hands right now and submit that dream to you, Lord, knowing that she is simply giving back to you what you have already given her. 
Lord, help her to not lose hope. Give her strength, God, to not let go of that dream, not let go of that desire, but help her to lean and to trust in you. Lord, for you have her on the perfect path that you have designed for her to serve you and to give you glory, God. Lord, I pray against the voices that may be telling her to quit, be telling her to give up, be telling her that you're not worthy or this is never going to happen. God, we silence those voices, Lord, for we know that you are the giver of all good gifts. And Lord, that you will bring to fruition everything that you have set in motion. So Lord, whatever is stirring in her heart today, Lord, I pray that you would assure her today that you hold it in your mighty hands and that according to your will and your glory, that you will bring it to life. So Lord, we surrender and submit our dreams to you in your name. Amen. Amen. Valerie, thank you so much. Thanks for being with us today. Yes. Thank you. So how can we find you? Let's start first with the book again. Yes. So you can go right to Amazon right now, and you can either search Connor Learns to Honor, or you can look up my name, Valerie L. McMahon, and it should pop right up. So yeah, so get it on Amazon today. Um, You can also follow me on Instagram and Facebook. My Instagram handle is ValerieLMcMahon.Writer. You can find me on Facebook at ValerieLMcMahon. And I have, like I mentioned, an online ministry, um, private Facebook group called Unveiled and Free. And we recently just launched um, daily devotional emails that you can subscribe to. So if you go to my um, Instagram or my Facebook page, you can click on those links to subscribe. I have an awesome writing team, beautiful, talented women that just love, um, like I do, to help women know the truth of who they are through the truth of who God is. So yeah, and then of course, Reclaim Story right here. You can see me on our Facebook group and like to pop in there and connect with the women as well. So Awesome. Thank you so much. And I'll also put those links in the show notes so it's easy to find for you. Well, thank you for joining us today. Thank you, my friend. Thanks for listening. I pray you found hope in today's conversation and maybe even feel a little less alone in your story. Stay connected with us on Facebook and Instagram at Reclaimed Story. Want to learn more about living a reclaimed life and how you can be a part of our growing community of reclaimers? Check out our website at reclaimstory.com. All of those links and more will be in the show notes. And if you enjoyed this inspirational podcast, be sure to subscribe, rate, and review. That is a huge help in helping us reach more people to live the reclaimed life. Thank you so much for listening. 